You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, 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 Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the same old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I am Josh Katzker. With me today is my brother from the exact same mother. He's also with me every day, mixing up the whole intro here. But Aaron, the brain, Aaron, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm jamming. I that that song always gets me pumped. Not not so much our theme song, but the 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 preview song. The mighty mighty about dolphins. The dolphins. The mighty mighty, the mighty dolphins. dolphins. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to reveal the secret to anybody or anything. But you know, I'm sitting on it. There, Miami Dolphins vinyl is the SoundCloud page, and that is where that song is. And there's a couple of other like vintage, old school Miami Dolphin songs that you can find that are. Uh, over there on the, the the Miami Dolphins vinyl SoundCloud page. It's like somebody took these old seven inch, 45 inch, or the seven inch records that you would play at 45 RPM and took these old Miami Dolphin tunes and put them online. And they're great. That first, that one is a bop. The one on the countdown clock is, is as the kids say, it is a bop. So flaps. It does, in fact, slap. So, uh, again, welcome to the same old Dolphin show. We're live tonight on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. So, if you're watching us on Dolphins Talk YouTube, hit the like button right below. Give us the thumbs up. Hit subscribe. Share this video with your friends. We're also on the I Am a Miami Dolphin Facebook page. And, of course, we are on Twitter as well, where you can always join us here on the same old Dolphin show sponsored by BetUS. And we are part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm at Amplified to Rock on Twitter. He is at Aaron the Brain. And today we are going to do what might end up being a pretty quick show, but we're going to talk about a little bit the Dolphins preseason finale against the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to reflect on that. For those of you who are watching us live, love to get your thoughts, share it with us on the chat, comment, and uh, we'll share some of your comments as well. So we're going to talk about our takeaways from that game against Cincinnati. We're going to talk about some of the cuts that have happened already and make our predictions for what we think the 53-man roster is going to look like at 4 p.m. on Tuesday as we record and go live here Monday night. I want to say something right off the bat that I think is important because it's sort of the elephant in the room when you're talking about the Miami Dolphins right now. We're not going to be talking about Deshaun Watson. We have talked about it on this show a lot over the past several months. If you want to hear what we think about it, those thoughts haven't really changed from the last time we talked about it on the show. So go back and watch it. If you're looking for something more recent, Mike from Dolphins Talk did a good episode Saturday night of the DolphinsTalk.com daily podcast talking about 
all of the all of the news as it was sort of breaking on Saturday. We're not really going to be getting into that because there's really nothing to talk about. The situation is the, exactly as it has been for months, so we're not going to talk about it. This is not a Deshaun Watson show. Uh, it's the same old Dolphin show. We're going to talk about people who are actually Miami Dolphins, at least for the next, I don't know, 20 16 to 20 hours or so. And uh, we'll go from there. But first, we're going to start with that game against Cincinnati Brain. Let's talk about it. This was, I have to say, this was probably the most fun I've had watching a preseason game in a really long time. Because you, you're you sort of there, you're watching, you're, you're, you're seeing these players out there fighting for their job. It's a lot of fun to watch them go to war, if you will, and uh, try to fight for their jobs. And you know, if we're going to talk about this game, I think you got to talk about the fact that Reed Sinet, Reed Sinet, how about that performance from Big Reed Sinet in Sinet Cincinnati? Because that was it was pretty great, pretty great show, all time uh, preseason NFL passing record in a single game. Hey, it was it was the pinnacle of Reed Sinet's career. He is going to be telling his children and his children's children about that day for the rest of his life, especially that game-winning touchdown pass, rolling out, taking a hit, delivering it downfield, essentially a Hail Mary. And and Chris Myrick, he'll be the other end of that. He'll be at the at the barbecue 40 years from now buddying up with Reed Sinet, just reliving the glory days in week three of the 2021 preseason, because that is the pinnacle of both of those guys' uh, football careers right there. Yeah, I mean, it was it's, it's a really cool moment because these are... My Rick, I think, is almost certainly going to be one, going to be the odd man out at the tight end position. I, I can't see him making it to the roster, but it's really cool to have him have that moment. And Reed Sinet, I would imagine is going to spend most of this season on the practice squad and may occasionally get elevated to the main roster, but it was certainly awesome to watch him ball out the way he did. How about a piece of trivia? You ready for trivia? You ready for a pop trivia question? I bet you weren't expecting this. So Reed Sinet in this game, just an incredible performance as an individual went uh, 22 of 33 for 343 yards, which is, as I mentioned, all time record for an NFL preseason game. Who was the record holder for that mark for sing for uh, passing yards in a single preseason game before Reed Sinet threw for three forty three on Sunday? Do you know is, who it was? Is this in the NFL or just strictly Dolphins? It in the NFL. Oh, I mean, it could be anybody. I, I got nothing. Anybody in the chat know? You guys are a little bit behind watching it live, but if you think you know, who was it? Who was it? That was the record for a single game passing performance in a preseason game as far as yardage. I'll give you a hint. Are you ready for a hint, Brain? I need a hint. He is currently on the Miami Dolphins roster. Jacoby Brissett? Jacoby Brissett for New England against the Giants threw for 341 yards in a, in a preseason game, which was the previous record. So thank you for Alan Poupart for, for sharing that Uh that a pretty fun little stat there. So great performance by Reed Sinet. It was great to watch him. But other than that, I mean, the other takeaway from this preseason game, and again, this is a game where you've got these guys laying their markers down, trying to make a statement that they are going to be guys that deserve to be on this team. 
I think there were maybe two other guys that really made a strong statement that said, yes, we should be, we should be the guys that make this team. And those two guys for me were Jared Dokes and Kirk Merritt. I think you could probably also make an argument for maybe some of these offensive linemen, Robert Jones, maybe uh, having a decent game. But I, for me, the two other standout performance, obviously, besides Reed Sinnett, were Jared Dokes and Kirk Merritt. And I think, I think, I might go out on a limb and say Kirk Merritt may have just found himself a roster spot, at least for the first week of the season when Will Fuller is going to be suspended. I think at this point you got to have you got to keep Kirk Merrick because the problem is he's played too well to survive uh on the practice squad. If if he does not make the roster, he will not clear waivers. He will end up on another NFL team. So at this point you really have to evaluate what you have. I think the interesting decision here, it really comes down to th- I mean it, it's going to come down to it, depending on what they do with Jakeem Grant, Albert Wilson, do they keep both of those guys? If they do keep both of those guys, I think it comes down. I I think they keep seven receivers. I think it comes down to them keeping two of the three between Preston Williams, Kirk Merrick, or Kirk Merritt and Mac Hollins. And everybody would say, well, Mac Hollins, he played so well. Look, Mac Hollins is not going to blow anybody away as a receiver. The value of Mac Hollins is purely as a special teams player. And yes, it's nice that he showed at the end of last year and in this preseason in limited action that he can be a somewhat reliable receiver. But as we saw last year, the reason that we rebuilt the whole wide receiver room was because going down the stretch last year, we were relying on Mac Hollins. So to me, if it comes down to it, you can find guys to be a gunner on special teams. And I'm not, you know, just saying, you know, special teams doesn't matter. You can put anybody back there. But to a certain extent, you can kind of put anybody back there. And I want the guy on this roster that have the highest upside. I don't want to see Kirk Merritt, uh, you know, not make this roster get waived, get end up on, you know, the New England Patriots or the Buffalo Bills and be killing us for the next few years. Uh, I think this guy's got real potential. Uh, I love what he's done after the catch, although uh, sometimes these these moves, like in the, in the second preseason game where he kind of juked nobody, and then in this one, he tried to hurdle a defender and he ended up in kind of a reverse swimming pool chicken fight position where he's on top of the uh, defensive uh, – the 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 defensive player's shoulders and he's like you know like like he's yeah chicken fighting in a swimming pool I you know I don't know he he he's not quite the hurdler or the juker but he is slippery and is proven to be hard to tackle and the the fact is the guy is flat out made plays every opportunity that he's gotten this guy deserves to be on the roster playing yeah he, it, it, he's really proven that he is a great athlete and that he has a skill set that the Dolphins could and should utilize as we go through the regular season. So I thought it was a great game for him. What about Jared Dokes? What did you think of Dokes' performance? I think he is clearly, and, and we'll get into it, like he's clearly separated himself from the two guys th- that he was really f- competing with on the roster. For me, it was it's Dokes 
Patrick Laird and Jordan Scarlett. And of course, as we're as we're broadcasting live here Monday night, Jordan Scarlett has reportedly already been released by the Dolphins. But I, I thought Dokes had a, a pretty good performance and has shown himself to be a solid option that will probably in all likelihood find himself inactive most weeks, but is a guy that can and probably will make some sort of contribution to this offense at some point in the regular season. I like Jared Dokes. Uh, I'm not blown away by his ability. Uh, There's not a lot of wiggle there. I don't know that there's great vision, uh, but he runs with power. He falls forward. Uh, You know, he's, he's, He's proven to be, at least in this preseason, better than anything that Jordan Howard was last year for the Dolphins. And I think what you've got here is a committee, and you've got Miles Gaskins, your lead back. Savan Ahmed just makes sense as the perfect backup to to Miles Gaskin. Then you brought in Malcolm Brown to be that short yardage back, that power back. So if Malcolm Brown should go down, you need a backup for Malcolm Brown, and that's what Jared Dokes is. Now, the question is, is there room for a fifth running back on this team? Because I, I, I don't know that there is, but Patrick Laird does a lot of little things well and can be very valuable, uh, especially if there are injuries, uh, because he's a guy that you can rely on catching passes out of the backfield. He's one of the few running backs on this roster that is a serviceable blocker in pass protection, which is a very underrated and overlooked aspect of that position. Um, I'm not necessarily, I don't think he's going to make the roster, but I would say there's about a 20% chance that Patrick Laird still ends up making this roster. Well, that would certainly be interesting and a way for the Miami Dolphins to sort of keep him away from some of the other teams because he seems like exact Patrick Laird seems like the exact kind of guy who the Dolphins would release and he'd get snapped up by somebody like New England and Bill Belichick would find a way to just kill the Dolphins for years to come with Patrick Laird somehow. Like that just seems like he just seems ripe for the picking as far as that goes. But I, I would personally be a little bit surprised if Patrick Laird somehow made this roster. I just keeping five running backs seems really unlikely to me, especially with some of the log jams that the Dolphins have at some other positions, which I think we should probably get into. Were there any other takeaways that you had from this game against Cincinnati? Which, looking, hey, I've got, I'm going to say this. I don't care there was a preseason game when. Reed Sinet leads the Miami Dolphins down the field and throws a Hail Mary 34 yards on fourth down to, to put the Dolphins ahead late in the game. I was fired up. I don't care. Preseason or not, that's like the kind of thing that gets you jacked up. You're jacked up for football. And when that happened on Saturday, that was like, I got up. I got up and I had to do the march around the living room because I was so fired up that Reed Sinet found Chris Myrick. The, the Sinet to Myrick connection. I was fired up. I was excited. Listen, on national TV, you got the NFL on CBS theme song pulsing through your veins. If that doesn't get you fired up for football season, what does? I was fired up. I'm getting fired up now just talking about it. Football we, season is here, folks. Let's go. I, I can't do this this whole week off between the preseason. I mean, you're you're ready to go. You're going to explode, and, and we're not even going to get a, a regular season game in. I'm going to be doing the show solo for 18 weeks. 
Yeah, I mean, you might, I might blow out my voice before we even get to the regular season. It's, it's unbelievable. I was fired up. I just listen, man. It, it's just been a, it's been a long off season. Hearing lots of things. The Dolphins are on a positive trajectory. We're moving in the right direction. You can't help but get fired up. And I got fired up even in the preseason. I love it. I love it. I know preseason football doesn't mean anything, but man, it's fun to watch your team win. I don't care. I don't care if it's preseason. It's fun. And I'm sure a lot of people watching the show here live with us here on Monday night would agree with that. So let's... Let's let's transition over to uh, talking about the roster. Actually, before we do that, Brain, before we transition over to talking about the roster, we got to talk about some of our span our sponsors, our sponsors, our sponsors, including Manscaped. That's right, folks. We are gonna talk about Manscaped. Attention, gamblers of all shapes and sizes. Our friends at Manscaped have a can't-miss bet for you today. The leaders in male grooming just launched their fourth-generation performance package. The betting odds are in your favor when you use the Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls. Across the board, this is the package to get you in the mood for whatever your gambling heart desires. Ready to take the leap to male grooming royalty? Two million men already have. Join the Manscaped movement. By going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code Dolphins Talk. Because listen, brain, hitting a favorite, it's fun. But shaving my balls with confidence, oh, the folks at Manscaped have given me just that and have my trust when trimming my boys. Not when the folks at Manscaped are trimming my boys, but if I'm trimming my boys, obviously. I mean... I mean, if the folks at Manscaped want to come over, that's a whole other conversation. Now but listen, they recent. What's that? That's service right there. I mean, that's really that's great service. Listen, you put the promo code Dolphins Talk. Maybe they'll show up at your house to help you. I, I don't know. I I don't want to make. I don't want to. Don't hold me to that, folks. But you know, you never know. All I know, you you just put in the promo code Dolphins Talk at Manscaped. You're gonna save yourself twenty percent off. They got a lot of great products over there. Not just the lawnmower point. 4.0 they've also got the weed whacker for your nose and ear hair they got the ball toner the ball deodorant all their their liquid formulations they smell really good they got the great cologne that smells really great over there and if you get the performance package you get the boxers which are super super comfy and you get the shed travel bag that you can keep everything in so it's pretty great so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code dolphins talk at manscaped.com it's 20 percent off free shipping with the code Dolphins talk at manscaped.com. Fellas, don't gamble on shaving your balls with the wrong tools. Choose Manscaped and your balls will thank you. All right. We got that out of the way. It's it's, it's always important to talk about shaving your balls on the show. And there's always a, a little, you know. It's, a, it's an important moment. All right, let's get to the roster here. We're going to go position group by position group, Brain. We're going to get this roster down to 53 guys. So let's go. Let's first talk about some of the cuts that we've seen already. You ready? Let's do it. Here we go. So the big surprise, I guess, if you want to say it, is Bernardrick McKinney, who we just found out about an hour before we went live here, uh, has been cut by the Dolphins. And this one, Brain, you think that uh, the, the Dolphins did McKinney... Maybe a little dirty here. 
Yeah, I mean, first they restructure his deal. They cut his salary in half. They take two years off of his contract. And then uh, and then he gets cut. And he only gets, you know, $750,000. I mean, they, they did him dirty. But, I mean, that's cutthroat. That's business. Uh, I can't help but wonder if this was just all part of the plan uh, to begin with when they traded for McKinney. That hey, let's let's get him in here. We're getting rid of Shaq Lawson's contract. We can restructure. Maybe they tried to restructure Shaq Lawson's contract behind closed doors and weren't able to. They got McKinney in. Were able to restructure his contract so they could make a move like this. Uh, in the event that a Landon Roberts ended up uh, being able to play earlier than expected, which ended up being the case. That said. I can't help but be annoyed that a year ago, the Dolphins three, well, three of the Dolphins biggest free agent signings from one year ago, Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, Eric Flowers, they've got nothing to show for it. Uh, this is a, an indictment of Chris Greer. Now, Chris, you could say what you want about Chris Greer has done a good job of structuring contracts in a way that he can get away with making moves like this. And it hasn't, you know, completely hamstrung the team and that uh, he's done a good job of, you know, if he feels like he's made a mistake, he can pivot away from it. That that's fine. But if you keep making mistakes, I don't care how many times you pivot, eventually it's going to catch up with you. And it just when you look at what this team has failed to do at offensive line, when you look at what they failed to do at the linebacker position, it really just goes straight to Chris Greer not doing a good job of both drafting and evaluating. So evaluating top talent at the college level and evaluating talent at the NFL level in bringing guys in as free agents. Uh, the fact that you know, we, we've spent as much money, made as many trades as we've made, and we still have, you know, we're shuffling players in and out at the same positions. It's just not a good look. And I, I don't know that it's going to get any better. Yeah, it's, uh, it's concerning the way that they've been developing or failing to develop the offensive line in particular. That's been something that is a little bit discouraging. They haven't really gone out and made big splashy signings. Um, and, and one of the guys that they, they brought in, uh, you know, has, well, as we're going to find out has failed to make the team. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about some of the other cuts that have come in. Uh, as of now, the dolphins have cut or released uh, Bernardrick McKinney, Center Matt Scura, running back Jordan Scarlett, cornerback Tino Ellis, defensive lineman Tyshawn Render, safety Nate Holly, uh, tight end slash fullback Carl Tucker, and receiver Khalil McLean. Uh, that's that's where we're at so far with the Dolphins and the cuts. Any anything out of those guys? I mean, most of those I think were pretty uh, predictable. I think, Brain. No other real surprises. I guess the Skira thing is the one that is worth talking about because this is the guy they took the flyer on. He was a guy that had a really high ceiling, was an All Pro center at one point, but got the yips with Baltimore, and I guess never really recovered and never never really seriously competed for the center job. Michael Dieter just kind of put his hands on that position and said, this is mine now. And Matt Skura ended up playing with the third string. And, you know, at the end of the day, just 
didn't have what it takes. Yeah, well, the the Dolphins traded for uh, the other, uh, you know, center slash guard Manx from from Baltimore. So they brought in another interior offensive lineman. And when they did that and you you had already seen that uh, Dieter had basically won the center job and then reports came out that uh, Skura had had a couple of really terrible days uh, of practice where he was you know, had several bad snaps. I think the writing was on the wall there. I don't think it was a huge surprise that Matt Skura uh, didn't make the roster. I think the only surprise thus far is uh, is Bernardrick McKinney. And I think it's a huge surprise because all camp, I think every beat writer, everybody that's covered the team has basically just said that this guy's been your second best linebacker outside of, uh, of Jerome Baker. So... It, it's just it's it's kind of bizarre uh, to me that that he's not making the roster. I guess you know he's not great in coverage. He's more of a run stopper. They like a Landon Roberts in that role, and you know I guess they like other guys. And this is a, an opportunity to to shave a, a couple of million off the off the cap. And uh, you know, so we'll see uh, where they spend that money. Yeah. And- and, you know, I, I think it's very likely that when we get to the end of the day on Tuesday that the roster will look one way, and then by the time we get to the week one game against the Patriots, we're going to be seeing the roster look at least a little bit different because it's it's likely that the Dolphins may find somebody that has been released or may execute a trade or something like that. Uh, and I'm sure that'll pop into our conversation here in a little bit as we go position group by position group. Let's see how we get this roster down to 53. By my count, Brain, the Dolphins currently have 73 players on their active roster. Let's start by talking with the special team specialist because these guys are going to be locks to make the team. Blake Ferguson, your long slot, your, your long, not your long slapper, your long snapper, Michael Pilardi, your punter and Jason Sanders, your place kicker. Those guys are all making the team. They're in, there's a lock, right? Feeling good about that. hundred percent. Great. Let's go to quarterback Tua Tungavailoa, Jacoby Brissett, Reed Sinet. For me, Reed Sinet is going to end up on the practice squad and Brissett and Tagovailoa will be your only corner, be your only quarterbacks on the fifty-three man roster. Do you disagree? No. Okay. There goes Sinet. Let's go. Let's to the running back position. And I'm again, if you've got thoughts on this, I'd love to hear from you. Those of you watching live, share your thoughts. I th- saw somebody say that they would prefer to keep Patrick Laird over Malcolm or over, over Jared Dokes. Share those thoughts with us. Here we go. The running backs, Savon Ahmed, Malcolm Brown, Jared Dokes, Miles Gaskin, and Patrick Laird. Five players left on the roster. Brain, I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is only going to be a four-player group when we get down to the 53, and I and I and my gut tells me that Patrick Laird is not going to be amongst them. I, I agree with you. I think there's a chance that Laird ends up on the on the roster, depending on what we do at the tight end and wide receiver position. Uh, but that said, what I've got is I've got Gaskin, Savan Ahmed, Malcolm Brown, and I've got Jared Dokes uh, as the fourth running back and uh, just four making the roster. All right. So we're saying goodbye. Wishing best of luck in your future endeavors to Patrick Laird unless he ends up on that 12-man practice squad. Let's go to wide receiver because this is a loaded position. Lots of guys. Will Fuller, Jakeem Grant, Matt Collins, Kai Loxley, 
Kirk Merritt, Devontae Parker, Malcolm Perry, Preston Williams, Albert Wilson, and of course, of course, Jalen Waddle. So we've got 10 receivers here. Let's go through it here. Let's take a look at the list. I think let's let's go with the guys that I think we can probably. I mean, as you look at this list, the only guy on this list that I think is clearly an easy guy to say he's not going to make the team is Kai Loxley. Yes. So Kai Loxley, so long. By the way, I aged myself on Twitter by sharing Robin Hood men in tights gifts every time I tweeted about Kai Loxley. I just realized that you people don't understand, don't don't get the cinematic genius of Mel Brooks. Guys, look it up. Robin Hood, men in tights. Do yourself a favor. All right. So now we've got Will Fuller, Jakeem Grant, Matt Collins, Kirk Merritt, Devontae Parker, Malcolm Perry, Jalen Waddle, Preston Williams, Albert Wilson. Uh, uh, Preston Williams, Albert Wilson. Let's go like this. Who is a lock? Will Fuller is a lock. Yes? Yes. Devontae Parker is a lock. Yes? Yes. Okay, that's two. Jalen Waddle. Waddle is a lock, right? Yes. That's three. Uh, at this point, those, or, uh, Albert Wilson is a lock. That's four. I think so. Okay, so that's four. That's where I'm comfortable. Now, we've got Jakeem Grant, Mac Hollins, Kirk Merritt, Malcolm Perry, Preston Williams. Based on the fact that Preston Williams played a handful of snaps in that game on Sunday and then was pulled and did not play leads me to believe that he is not competing for a spot on the roster. I believe Preston Williams is going to be among the men on the 53-man roster. I agree. So Preston Williams is there. He's just got he's just showed too much for a couple of preseason health injuries, uh, you know, health issues to keep him off this roster. So he's there. So that leaves us with Jakeem Grant, Mac Hollins, Kirk Merritt, Malcolm Perry. So we've got one. I'm just making sure I'm just doing a count of who's already on Fuller, Parker, Waddle, Williams, Wilson. We're at five. I think at most there are two more receivers making this team. I'm feeling good about Mac Hollins brain. How are you feeling? I mean, I feel like they they like Mac Hollins. They value special teams. And I think Mac Hollins, it's not going to surprise me if he makes the roster. That said, I think there could be a surprise. Uh, and I, I think Jakeem Grant, it's not going to surprise me if he is the guy that's left off so that they can keep Mac Hollins and also keep Kirk Merritt. Um I don't, to me, if you're keeping Grant and Wilson, uh, to, I mean, you're not going to keep those guys probably past this year. So I'd, I'd like to keep a guy like Kirk Merritt around. I don't see the value in, in keeping Mac Hollins. You can always find another gunner on special teams. Give me the upside play with Merritt. Uh, I, I think Hollins makes the roster if they end up cutting Jakeem Grant. But if Jakeem Grant is there, then I think Mac Hollins is the odd man out. So we got to come to consensus here. I, I feel like Hollins has probably earned himself a spot on this roster. Um, and my, my, my gut tells me that Jakeem Grant is going to be moved. But, I, you know, I also like Merrick. 
I, I, I like Merritt a lot. I also like, here's the other thing. I like Malcolm Perry and Malcolm Perry has a sneaky way of getting onto this roster. And here's what it is. First of all, he's very inexpensive, right? Just drafted last year, second year of his contract, of his rookie contract. And with Lynn Bowden being out injured, Malcolm Perry is the one, is the sort of one guy here who lends himself to the sort of wacky trickery that, that Brian Flores likes to, likes to show on offense. He, he's shown that he likes to dig into the playbook and pull out some wacky stuff every once in a while. And of the guys on this roster, the guy in this wide receiver group, the guys that have that skill, we know Malcolm Perry was a quarterback in college Navy. I feel like there is a role for him on this team, even if he doesn't have the upside that maybe a guy like Kirk Merritt has. So I feel like Perry pop probably makes this roster as well. So are you saying that Perry makes the roster over Merritt? I think, yeah, God, it's so, it's so tough. It's so I tough. Mean, you, it, I mean, if you're keeping eight, then listen, then yeah, I'm trading Jakeem Grant. Jakeem Grant is not on the 53 man roster. I'm saying it now. They're, they're, they're getting rid of Jakeem Grant. He's got the big contract. I'm saying he doesn't make it. Whether it's a trade or a release, he's not on my 53-man roster. I've made a decision. So now I've got one, two, three, six, eight receivers. I've got to cut one more between Matt Collins, Kirk Merritt, and uh, Malcolm Perry. I'm going to cut Matt Collins. Are you keeping Hollins over Perry? I would keep Hollins over, over Perry. The thing about Perry is that I believe that you can stash Perry on the practice squad. I don't think he's getting picked up by anybody. That's fair. All right. You've convinced me. I'm cutting Perry. So our receivers, our seven receivers, Will Fuller, Mac Collins, Kirk Merritt, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, Preston Williams, and Albert Wilson. There we are. We've made it. We've made it through our receivers. Let's go to tight end. The tight ends on the roster, Seathan Carter, Mike Kosicki, Hunter Long, Chris Myrick, Adam Shaheen, Durham Smythe. I think Chris Myrick is absolutely not making this roster, and I feel like Seathan Carter is not making this roster. Are those safe picks for you? I don't know. Look, Seathan Carter has been hurt, but I think they brought Seathan Carter in to play a specific role, the H-back role, and they gave him a three-year contract, and there's like two and a half million dollars guaranteed. Uh, so I'd be surprised if Seathan Carter wasn't on the roster. I wouldn't be shocked because he's been hurt and we're deep at the position. But that said, because he can play that role and because we've picked Miami to just have four running backs, he could kind of be that, you know, partial fullback, partial tight end. And then I look at, you know, the rest of the, obviously you're not cutting Mike Kosicki. You drafted Hunter Long in the third round. You gave Adam Shaheen a contract extension. You signed Seathan Carter to a three-year deal with guaranteed money. To me, the odd man out if one of these guys are getting cut is Durham Smythe. However, the Dolphins' offensive line is in in shambles, particularly at the tackle position, and Durham Smythe is is your best blocking tight end. So call me crazy. I think we're going to keep five tight ends. Wow. All right. We'll go with different. Yeah. I've got us keeping all five. Uh, Obviously, Chris Myrick, the odd man out. All right. 
let's 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 go with it for now. And they could always list Seathan Carter as a running back if they want to, a fullback. So now we go to the offensive line where things get a little bit interesting again. Here's what I have as far as offensive linemen still on the roster. Larnell Coleman, Jesse Davis, Michael Dieter, Leon Eichenberg, Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson, Robert Jones, Solomon Kinley, Greg Little, Greg Manx, who was just acquired via trade with Baltimore, uh, Adam Penke, Durval Kuros Neto, who is the international uh player on the on the line and then Cameron Tom who uh actually had a decent game I thought in the final preseason game. So let's let's again talk about guys who were locks here. Jesse Davis, Michael Dieter, Liam Eichenberg, Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson, those five I think are for sure Robert Kin or Solomon Kinley, rather six. Those guys are locks. I think Robert Jones has played his way onto this team. That's seven. And then I think you've just traded for Greg Little and Greg Manx. I think those guys are there too. That puts you at nine. I think Panky and Tom are gone. Manx can play center. I wonder if, you know, Tom has played center as well. You got to have another center on board behind Dieter. Um, the thing about Neto is he's on, he's that international player so that there are, there's some flexibility with him as far as the roster goes. Um, but I, I just don't see him necessarily making the 53 man roster, although he did perform pretty well, I think throughout this preseason in spurts. But I think Larnell Coleman, I don't think makes this team brand. I mean, he was, he was horrific in the game against Cincinnati on, on Sunday. I think he makes the practice squad. I, I think okay. that he's a, practice that's not the squad. 53 man. No, he's off is, the spreadsheet. It's not the 53 he's man. Right? Delete, delete. Um, Where's uh, Matt Hardy? So you had, you had nine offensive linemen. Let's see. As of now, I've got Davis, Dieter, Eichenberg, Hunt, Jackson, Robert Jones, Solomon Kinley, that's seven. And then we've got five left. Little, Manx, Panky, Kiros, Neto, and Cameron Tom. Yeah, I've got Manx and, and Little making the roster. And then I just don't, I, I don't see the value in any of the other guys. I mean, you, you're mentioning Robert Jones. I, I guess he's, he's kind of on the bubble, but I, I see eight guys that that have value here. We're keeping five tight ends in my projection. So uh, I don't think we necessarily need to keep nine offensive linemen. I also think that we're going to be scouring uh, the, the waiver wire to see guys that get cut from other teams. Yeah. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, we keep eight guys and then, you know, two of the guys that we end up keeping end up getting cut for other players anyway. Uh, but I've got Jackson, Kindley, Dieter, Hunt, Eichenberg, Davis, Manx, and Little giving me eight offensive line. All right. Well, then I will cut Robert Jones off of the list. I won't, I would eat, you know, I think he maybe sneaks on there, but I will go ahead and remove him. So that puts us down to 62 players as we've gotten through special teams and the offense. We're at 62 men still on the roster. We've got nine more guys that we've got to wave and cut, and we will do that in just a moment. But first, we need to hear from another one of our sponsors. This sponsor, of course, is BetUS, and sports betting season is in full 
force, especially with NFL football fast approaching. College football's coming up, and the NMLB pennant races are heating up. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. So you're going to go to BetUS.com. You have loads of bonuses that you can take advantage of, but if you join now at BetUS.com, you can receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using the bonus code Dolphins Talk, all one word. They also have re-up and referral bonuses as well. So BetUS is known as America's favorite sports book for a lot of reasons. So go over to BetUS.com. You can get all your MLB games. There's team and player props, NFL futures, NFL odds. They're all up there as well. If you're into golf, you can bet on golf. You can bet on UFC, uh, all kinds of stuff. Horse tracks. If you're into the ponies, if you like the ponies like they do in South Florida, I don't know if they still like the ponies in South Florida, but listen, BetUS.com. That's the place to go. They are the official betting partner of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. So head on over to BetUS.com and remember to use the bonus code DolphinsTalk for a 125% sign-up bonus. Let's take a look at the defensive side of the ball. Actually, let's take a moment to hear from some of the uh, some of the folks that are watching here tonight. Let's see. Oh, somebody with a nice thing to say about BetUS. Well, maybe not. Maybe won't share the comment about losing your wife and car. Listen, gamble responsibly, folks. Gamble responsibly. Sorry about that. Okay. I don't think we're going to read any more comments for right now. We're going to head on over to the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> it's amazing. Pivot, All right, here pivot. we go. We're going to What's that? Pivot. Yeah, here we, speaking of pivoting. Here we go. We're going to go to the defensive line. Here's what we have on the roster right now. I've got uh, nine guys on the defensive line at the moment. Adam Butler, Raquan Davis, John Jenkins, Benito Jones, Jonathan Ledbetter, Emmanuel Ogba, Zach Sealer, Jason Strobridge, Kristen Wilkins. Uh, Christian Wilkins. Wilkins. Brain, who among those guys are locks for you? Well, Ogba, Wilkins, Davis, Sealer, and Butler are locks. I think Jenkins is pretty much a lock. So I think those th those six guys are locks. And then I think you've got a few guys that are on the bubble in Strobridge, uh, Benito Jones, and Jonathan Ledbetter. Yeah, and I think uh, I think we're gonna have to say goodbye to those guys for now. We might see we might see uh, Strobridge sneak on there, but for now we're saying goodbye to those guys. So our defensive line is Wilkins, Sealer, Ogba, Jenkins, Raquan Davis, Adam Butler. Those are our defensive linemen. Let's go to the linebacker core, and this is where things are pretty uh, I, interesting. Do I? What's do that? I get, do I get any say on the defensive line? Oh, did you? I I mean, you just gave me your say, and I cut. Oh, your I guys. said I said we had bubble. I said we had guys on the bubble, and you said, "Well, I'm cutting those guys," and I didn't get any say in it. Okay, well, um, give us your say. Uh, I actually, who are you bringing back from the bubble? I'm bringing back uh, Jason Strobridge and Benito Jones. Oh, so I'm so keeping, you're just cutting lead better. Yeah, I'm keeping eight defensive linemen. Okay, great. Well, let's see. Let's see where we end up. We may have may have to revisit this conversation again later. Let's go to linebacker brain. We've got Jerome Baker, Sam Aguavone, Shaquem Griffin, Josh Harvey Clemens, Calvin Munson, Jalen Phillips, Duke Riley, Alandon Roberts, Brennan Scarlett, Andrew Van Ginkle. I think Van Ginkle, Scarlett, Roberts, Phillips, Aguavone, 
and Baker are all making the team? Uh, I think you named all the guys. You named six of them, right? Let's see. Baker, Aguavone, Phillips, Phillips, Roberts, Scarlett, Van Ginkle. Yes. Yep. That that's that's so, who I've got. I, I think uh two guys on well, three guys on the bubble, Duke Riley, Calvin Munson, Shaquem Griffin. Uh I don't think that we've seen enough plays from any of those guys. Uh maybe Calvin Munson, but I think he's got the the lowest ceiling of all of those guys. Um I've got us keeping six linebackers. Yeah, I don't think Duke Riley has done anywhere near enough. Uh, Calvin Munson had the interception, uh, but, you know, really hasn't done a whole lot. Josh Harvey Clemens, I think we can say goodbye to. And Shaquem Griffin is a guy I love. I love Shaquem Griffin. He is a great energy, a great presence to have on the team, but he has just not shown enough. Yeah, I mean, he's barely had any opportunity. I think this is a guy who maybe gets cut and put on the practice squad so that he's close by and he's available. But I do not think, and this breaks my heart because I really love this guy, especially as a UCF alumnus. Uh, I love Shaquem Griffin, but I do not believe that he is going to make the team. So, so long, Shaquem Griffin. And so that leaves us with Jerome Baker, Sam Aguavone, Jalen Phillips, Alandon Roberts, Brennan Scarlett, and Andrew Van Ginkle as our linebackers, which takes us to the other interesting spot. And we've got four cuts left to make, Brain. So here we go to the defensive backfield, the final unit. Justin Coleman, Javaris Davis, Clayton Fedgdalem. Javon Holland, Xavier Howard, Noah Igbenogany, Brandon Jones, Byron Jones, Cravon LeBlanc, Jason McCourty, Nick Needham, Jamal Perry, Eric Rowe, Trill Williams. So of that list, I think Javaris Davis is a cut. Yeah, I, I think we got we've got nine locks. Unless, unless uh, you know, barring something really surprising or or an unforeseen trade, I think. Obviously, X, Byron Jones, Brandon Jones, Jason McCourty, Nick Needham, Andre Coleman, Noah Igbenogany, just simply because he was a first-round pick, Javon Holland, and Eric Rowe. That's nine guys that are absolute, in my opinion, locks uh, to make this roster. So, um, I mean, I don't know how many you've got by your count. I've got room for 10 defensive backs. That means one other defensive back is making the roster between Trill Williams and... So hold on. You've got Javon Holland, Xavier Howard, Igbenogany, Brandon Jones, Byron Jones, Jason McCourty, Nick Needham, Eric Rowe? I think so. Was that That's nine? eight. That no, gives me I've eight. Got, I've got Howard, Jones, McCourty, Needham, Coleman, Igbenogany... Oh, Coleman. Uh, Holland, Rowe, and Brandon Jones. So that means you're cutting Javaris Davis, Clayton Fedgdalem, who they loved on special teams last year, Cravon LeBlanc, Jamal Perry, and Trill Williams. Well, Fedgdalem is a is a cap casualty. Uh, the, the interesting thing with cutting Fedgdalem uh, is if you're cutting Mac Hollins and Fedgdalem, maybe that's, you know, too much to, to give up. And maybe that's kind of a, a point for for Mac Hollins, maybe making it as a wide receiver. Uh, but to me, it really comes down 
to Trill Williams and Jamal Perry. And I was all aboard the Jamal Perry is going to make this roster. But I think Jamal Perry is the one guy who absolutely played his way off of the roster in yesterday's yeah. game. Well, and here's the news, right? So if we get rid of, if we get rid of, actually, you know what? If we leave Jamal Perry on the roster, that leaves us with 54 on the active roster, including Will Fuller, who will not be active for week one. So when the Dolphins make their cut down to 53, Will Fuller, I don't believe is going to be counted against that 53 man roster because he's suspended. So maybe so the you Dolph- bring back Mac Hollins. So maybe you bring back Mac Hollins. So is he the guy that you bring back? So if you cut Jamal Perry, that leaves you at 53. And maybe you bring back, uh, I still have Mac Collins on the roster. Well, the the question, the question. I have Mac Collins. Is it Fedgelum that you're bringing on? I'm not bringing back Fedgelum at all. So who Uh, are you bringing back? We've got 50. Well, here's the question. Javon Holland has also been banged up. So if Javon Holland is inactive, you know, you're going to get Jason McCourty likely starting at, at free safety, the value of Jamal Perry. And really the only value that he has on this roster is that he has experience in that safety position as far as getting guys lined up and communicating back there. So I think if Javon Holland ends up being an inactive for week one because he's banged up, then that might be uh, a place where Jamal Perry finds his way onto the roster for a week. Yeah. So, okay. Well, there it is. So this is our 53-man roster as it stands right now. And this is going to include Will Fuller because it's just going to get very, very confusing. It's Jacoby Brissett and Tua Tungavailoa at quarterback. Your running backs are Savon Ahmed, Malcolm Brown, Jared Dokes, Miles Gaskin. Your wide receivers are Will Fuller, Mac Collins, Kirk Merritt, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, Preston Williams, Albert Wilson. Your tight ends are Seathan Carter, Mike Kosicki, Hunter Long, Adam Shaheen, Durham Smythe. Your offensive line, Jesse Davis, Michael Dieter, Liam Eikenberg, Robert Hunt, Austin Jackson, Solomon Kinley, Greg Little, Greg Manx. Your defensive line is Adam Butler, Ray Quan Davis, John Jenkins, Benito Jones, Emmanuel Ogba, Zach Sealer, Jason Strobridge, Kristen Wilkins, your linebackers, Jerome Baker, Sam Aguavone, Jalen Phillips, Elandon Roberts, Brennan Scarlett, Andrew Van Ginkle, your defensive backfield, Justin Coleman, Javon Holland, Xavier Howard, Noah Igbenogany, Brandon Jones, Byron Jones, Jason McCordy, Nick Needham, Eric Rowe. I have Trill Williams still on the roster here. Uh, yeah, I, I kept yeah. Trill Williams. Yeah. So we're keeping Trill Williams, go SU, and then your special teams guys, Blake Ferguson, your long slap, your long slapper. I keep saying it. That's, that's just what that position is called now. He's the long slapper. Michael Pilardi is the punter and Jason Sanders is the goat, the right leg of God, your place kicker, Jason Sanders. Those are the fifth. That's the 53 man roster for your Miami Dolphins. According to us here on the same old dolphin show. And we might be completely out of our minds. We may have missed something. And what I want you to do is tell us in the comments, tell us on Twitter, tell us on Facebook, tell us on YouTube, tell us that we're wrong. Tell us who we should have picked instead, because we love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from everybody. We'd also love to hear from you on the Apple Podcast reviews. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and then subscribe to the show. We appreciate everybody that's done that already, and we appreciate everybody that'll take just a few moments out of your day to do that. 
coming up. We appreciate all of you. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at same old dolphins. I'm at amplified to rock. He is at Aaron, the brain and uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash same old dolphins as well, where you can like us over there. Brain, we are almost done for this show. I just want to remind everybody that later this week, we are going to be joining Mike Oliva and the Miami Dolphins 2020 Fan of the Year, Big E, Ian Berger, on the DolphinsTalk.com preseason roundtable show where we're going to preview the upcoming Miami Dolphins season. That's happening Thursday night. It'll be live here on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel, so make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss the notification. Make sure that you're watching on Facebook and Twitter as well so that you get those notifications. We appreciate that from all of you who are watching us live. And of course, if you miss it live, you can always catch us on podcast form uh, in the dolphinstalk.com daily feed, as well as on the same old dolphins devoted feed brain. Anything else to add before we uh, wrap up this kind of final preseason show and begin to shift towards season preview. Um, Well, just the last thing on special teams with the specialists, uh, who do you think has the longer slapper, uh, Polardi or Sanders? Well, obviously, Polardi, Polardi has the longer slapper because he's further back. He's the punter. Oh, oh, okay. You know, so Blake Blake Ferguson is really good at long slapping for Polardi. That's just what that's just what he does now. That's what he does. Blake, sorry about that, buddy. My bad. <laughs> All right. So that's going to wrap us up for this episode of the Sam Old Dolphin Show. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Thank you for following along. Thank you for smashing the like button. Thank you for smashing subscribe. Thank you for uh, supporting our sponsors, Manscaped and BetUS.com. We appreciate that. Gamble responsibly. Don't lose your house. Don't lose your car. Set a bankroll for yourself. Be reasonable. Be reasonable. We got a lot of new stuff coming as well, coming your way. Mike and Tom Ernesty are going to have the, uh, when is it? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. That I'm going to leave. I'm not even going to read it. We'll make it a YouTube exclusive. It's a comment on the screen right now. Uh, don't forget, Mike and Tom are going to be doing a new betting show that is going to be coming up here on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. It's going to be YouTube exclusive. And there is another show that is going to be coming on YouTube that I am not ready to announce yet. But we uh, it's a special guest from if you're a gambler and you are on Dolphins Twitter, you must absolutely be following this guy. I'm not going to tell you who he is, but he's going to be uh, joining us, joining me on a weekly YouTube exclusive show here on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel coming up. So make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss an episode. That is going to wrap us up for this episode of the Same Old Dolphins Show. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins!